Lincoln's thinking. I'm Peyton Peterson, joined by the one and only Colton Trump. T U Rump. What's up, guys? <laughs> All right. So, NFL draft is around the corner. It's sneaking up on us. I mean, it's sneaking like a pervert in a locker room. You know what I'm saying? It's just—it's right around the corner that I work on. Damn. <clears throat> so. Trump Daddy here has come up with his own list of his top prospects heading into the 2023 draft. I believe we're going to start an offensive guard and we're going to work our way through and we're just going to we're just going to see what we get through here. But Trump is our draft expert. Trust him with all of your knowledge, future NFL GM. And Colton, we're we're ready when you are. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start off with the offensive guards. And before I start this off, do you know how hard it is to find tape on offensive linemen? I mean, I went deep dive on these players, man. Watching film, watching the combine, looking up combine, looking up personal stats. A lot of hard work. So if you could do us a big favor by listening and subscribing to our page, be greatly appreciated. Starting off with a... Very entertaining offensive guards. Very entertaining. Everyone loves them. Anyway, starting at number five, and these names are kind of rough, so if these sound a little whack, forgive me. We don't know what we're doing. All right. Aquarius Torrance. He's from Florida. He's six foot five, 347 pounds. Has really good tape, but he's pretty young. He's a pretty young guard coming out of Florida, but he is a mauler dude like he's straight up sexually harasses people on that field damn he will be a good pickup at number four we got john michael schmitz out of minnesota he's six foot four 320 pounds on the downside he is 24 years old so little old little old for a rookie but he allowed zero sacks in his whole college career can't coach that can't coach that and he's probably the best true center. Like, he actually plays center. He can be a day one starter at center for any team. Hell yeah. At number three, we got Cooper Beebe out of Kansas State. He's six foot three, 320 pounds. Only allowed two sacks back in 2020 and didn't allow a single one since then. He's not one of those guys where the tapes have really popped off on him. He moves fast. He could play center, guard, whatever you want on the interior. I think he'll be good no matter where they put him. Number two, we got Cedric Van Pran out of Georgia. This guy is six foot five, 310 pounds. Thick! He's also another player who's pretty young as well. But he's just another one of those guys where the tape just pops. He's kind of like Torrance from Florida, how he just like mauls people and just really works them. But he can play both left guard and right guard. So no matter where the NFL needs him, he can play both. And the importance at the guard position coming out of college is being able to be versatile. Yeah. versatile To be able to move around, see the athleticism, and yeah. see if you can pull, things like that. I mean, this guy had multiple starts at both right guard and left guard, so I think he'll be pretty set no matter what. And at number one, we got Ricky Stomberg out of Arkansas, a.k.a. Arkansas. Over How you doing? How you doing? Over 100 snaps at right guard, left guard, and center. 
Jesus. Great power and the best puller in the whole draft. This, like, when I was watching tape on this guy, he pulled just about every single play. Just pulled blocks left and right. And he was killing it. Hell yeah. He also allowed zero stacks at any position he played in. So zero sacks all throughout college. Played three different positions. Just an absolute dog. I've never heard of this guy. He's a dog. Hell yeah. He's a dog, man. I'm not sure if he's even on like people's high draft boards, but look out for him. He's oh, this is all original content, folks. Colton has not looked at a single mock draft. I guarantee it. Nope, no mock drafts. This is all what I see, man. Just got an eye for talent. What's next, Colton? Well, since we're already on offensive linemen, we might as well go on to the tackles. Might as well. So, at number five, we got Dewan Jones. Hell yeah. This out of Ohio State. This man is six foot eight. I know this guy. Massive. Big boy. 360 pounds. Only allowed three sacks and a pass-heavy offense at Ohio State. Pretty impressive. So what's the what's the knock on this guy? I don't want to slow you down here, but why why is he not higher? I, I've been seeing the mock drafts. Like, why is he not the dude? Because he is big. He definitely needs to cut some weight. Too big, yeah. Like, he has really strong hands. He probably has, like, the strongest hands. Like, once he gets his hands on you, you are not getting away from him. But playing tackle in the NFL, you get those speedy guys like the Bosa brothers or Von Miller. They're going to cause some troubles for him. They're definitely going to cause some troubles for him. So hopefully he can lose a little bit of weight, get a little bit quicker. I think he'll be good. At number four, and this might kind of surprise some people, I got Peter Skoloskin. Whoa. Out of Northwestern. And I know everyone, if you look at mock drafts, supposed to be like a top five pick maybe. But watching the tape, he does a lot of holding. Like his highlights was mostly holding. That's because he has really short arms. So I think he'll be better off playing guard at the next level. But how tall is he? He is six foot four. Okay, that would make sense moving to guard then. Yeah, three hundred fifteen pounds. He only allowed two sacks in twenty twenty two, and he's been the number one prospect pretty much it seems like for tackle. But I don't know, just too much holding. And then with a pass heavy off, like if he goes to a pass heavy offense, he's gonna have. A little bit of trouble because at Northwestern they're mostly a running school anyways, for the most part. Alright, at number three, this one might surprise people. This was kind of like I think a sleeper pick. Like he probably won't go in the first or second round, but this man's a dog. His name is Blake Freeland. He is six foot eight, three hundred and five pounds out of BYU. Who the hell's that? He started all four years. He started two at right tackle, two at left tackle, and then in his four years, he allowed 12 pressures and two sacks. Which is not too bad considering he had to play with Zach Wilson, who probably rolled out of the pocket every other freaking play and just trying to trying to get sacked. But he held it down for them, man. He held it down. He really did. Did a great job. And then number two, we got Darnell Wright. He is six foot six, 335 pounds, allowed zero sacks. And 2022, he's a big boy. Also a pretty big boy. He's not as heavy as DeJuan Jones, but I mean, he's he's up there. And uh, he's from Tennessee, and I think he'll be pretty good. But my number one tackle is a man named Anton Harrison. He's six foot five, 315 pounds out of Oklahoma. Only allowed one sack in his whole career. And just watching the tape, he has the best hands. Like, he can fight with people. He just works with them, shoves them around. 
He gets the defensive ends off of him with his hands, and he is really good. I think he'll be definitely a starter for any team. Wait, so isn't there two tackles from Ohio State? There is. There is that Paris Johnson. And he is he's a left tackle, right? Yeah. And he's the higher rate higher ranked player though right now. Yeah, I he? think he's like one of the highest ranked tackles right now. It's him and the guy from Northwestern. You don't you don't like him? I'd like him. I think he's really good. I just couldn't bump any of these guys down. Right. I like your I like your sleepers because I, I knew you were gonna bring your own opinion, your own take, your own list, like something that's not popular. So that's what that's what we like to bring here at what Lincoln's thinking. So thanks for that, Trumpy. Yeah. I mean Paris Johnson, I don't think he's gonna be a bust. But just watching tape on him and seeing the stats, I just think these five guys are better than him. It's so. not hard to look good at tackle when you got the dog, the CJ Money Stroud at yeah, quarterback. Yeah, he's the dog, man. He's number one. Well, yeah, I guess we might as well do a little bit of defense since we're already messing with the big boys. We'll go to D-tackle. Why not? Staying interior, baby. Staying on the interior. At number five, we got Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. He is six foot four, 305 pounds. And this is another guy who's probably not going to go till third round, I bet. More than likely, but I think he's got what it takes. He's kind of raw. He's going to need a good like program where he goes to, a good defensive coordinator. But I think his tape really popped off when I was watching it. I think he'll be a good D-tackle. Hell yeah. Number four, and this team's kind of rough. It's Saki Akia. Might have butchered that, but that's okay. He's from Baylor. He's six foot four, 358 pounds. Big boy. And this man, he's kind of like a Vita Vea kind of type. Like, he probably won't get you a whole bunch of tackles and a whole bunch of sacks, but he will definitely need to be doubled every play. And he will eat up blocks. Which would be good if he goes to a team with good linebackers. At number three, we got Kalia Casey. He's out of Pittsburgh. He is six foot, so he's pretty short for a defensive tackle, but... It's not one of those guys I think he can play every position on the D-line. He's 280 pounds. He had 31 tackles for a loss, 12 and a half sacks since the year 2020. And yeah, he just has really great moves for a D-tackle. Probably like the best, like actual like swim moves, rip moves, spin moves. Well, and he's been compared to Aaron Donald. Yeah. Same school, similar height, similar size. So that's an interesting one to keep an eye on. See, I can see that for sure. Cause like, yeah, he's undersized, but I think he's going to do good. At number two, I got Jalen Carter. Uh, there's a lot of what? there's a lot of bullshit going on with him, with the whole not finishing his combine, not his combine, his pro day, not participating in the combine, the whole legal aspect about him possibly being in a wreck that killed somebody. Whoa, whoa, he was accused of racing. All right. Oh yeah, sorry. Accused of racing. Allegedly, Allegedly. we're not accusing anyone on this show. Please, God, do not sue us. And then nowadays, it seems like I heard today actually that he like. Isn't talking to teams outside the top 10. Yeah. Because why would you want to get drafted? Right. So. Know your worth, I guess. I guess, yeah, I guess so. So it seems like he might have some off-the-field problems for sure. And he seems pretty full of himself. But when the man plays, he, he really stops the run. So I can't help but put him there. And at number one is Tuli Tupalalopa. Might have butchered that one too. His cousin is actually the strong safety or free safety for the 49ers. Don't know his name either. Hufanga? Yeah. Hufanga's his cousin. 
This man is from USC. He's six foot four, two hundred ninety pounds. He's a little bit underplayed, but he led all of college football in sacks last year. I never heard of this guy. Puts up great tape, and I think he'll be a solid defensive end. There's some guy named Tyreek Wilson from Texas Tech that's supposed to be a top five pick. I don't think he's that good. That's one guy who I think is going to be like the bust of the year. I don't think he's going to make it. Fantastic uh, job so far, Colton. Wanna, why don't you take us on to defensive ends or edge rushers entering the draft? For sure. So yeah, at number five, I got Andre Carter out of Navy. He's six foot six, two hundred fifty-six pounds. He had twenty and a half, twenty and a half sacks through his whole career. He had fifteen sacks in one season. That was twenty twenty-one. And he had kind of a down year this year. But I think if he goes to the right team and has the right fit and has the right coaches, I think he could be a really productive edge rusher. I really like that guy as well. I like his size and ability, and I think he's not like overhyped currently, so I'm hoping he like becomes like a sleeper pick. Yeah, he could fall to, to like a good team that could really use him. Mm-hmm. And at number four, I have Nolan Smith out of Georgia, six foot three, two hundred thirty-five pounds, a little undersized. Had 11 and a half sacks, but a freak athlete. He's that the guy. Quick. Has, that's the boy you probably saw in Sports Center running. A 4-3-9-40. Had a 41 and a half foot vertical jump. I mean, the man's an athlete. I never like to get too hyped up on people who just have great combines. But he got injured last season. And I thought he was the best team to play for Georgia last year. Like not, not this last season, but the season before that. I... I can confirm this. Yeah, so I think he'll do good. Kind of needs to stop getting injured, though. He's kind of got injured a lot in college. But if he can stay healthy, I think he'll be a dog. He'd probably be number one if he wasn't always injured. Well, I don't know about quite one, but you know what I'm saying. At number three, we got Felix Ananda Ukama out of Kansas State. That's a brutal name. I feel bad for anyone who has to announce his games. Holy God. He is six foot three, 255 pounds, had 20 and a half sacks. He did not participate in the combine, but that's one of those guys you watch the tape and it just pops. Like he, he knows how to get to the quarterback. He does a great job. I think he's a solid number three defensive end. And number two, we got Isaiah Forsky out of Notre Dame. He had a uh, 25 and a half inch vertical jump. He is six foot five, 265 pounds. He's a lean machine, dude. Lean. He ran a four five eight forty, and he had a ten foot five broad jump, and he just looks like a freak athlete. Also, he had put up decent numbers in college, but I think he's just one of those players who's going to excel at the NFL level. And number one, no surprise here. We got Will Anderson. Out of Bama, six foot four, two hundred forty-three pounds, and I'm not gonna go to all the stats because we know who he is. But even in his down years, he was still top ten for tackles for loss. Ran a four six forty. I mean, pretty decent Hall of Famer. I think he's a pretty lock. Jesus, pretty locked. For how valuable the edge rusher position is in the right. league, you, how could you pass up on Will Anderson when he's just been consistent? Yeah, exactly. Like, everyone wants edge rushers, so. It'll be insane to pass up on a guy like that. Moving on, sticking to defense, I combined my DBs and my safeties together because... Corners and safeties. Yeah. 
damn, I suck. You know what I'm saying. I could buy my corners and my safety together just because no point in making top five for every position. Moving on, we got Darren Smith. Darren Witherspoon, sorry. Whoa, at five? At five. At five, I know. He's good. He has good tape. I mean, he could play on an island. Like, he doesn't need any help. I don't think he will need help. I think he'll just do good. But I think his ceiling is already, like, at its highest. That's fair. I think it's for combining free safety, strong safety, safety corner, like, slot corner. That Like, five is not... I don't think it's a diss on a guy, but yeah. he has been perceived as going to be the first DB taken in the draft. Yeah. Taken in the draft. So can, continue, yeah. Chump. And he's good. I mean, he is good. It was kind of hard putting him there, but I just think he is what he is. I don't think he's going to get any better. I don't think he's going to get any worse, but that's where I got him for right now. And number four, I got Brian Branch out of Alabama. And he's another guy who's supposed to go super high, but his combine kind of sucked, honestly. Like, he didn't put up good numbers. He didn't really do good in his drills. But you can tell he just... He's good at football. I mean, he played for Alabama. He's definitely the best blitzer out of all the DBs and corners and safeties. He could definitely, he could definitely get to the quarterback, which is pretty impressive at that level for the SEC. Number three, I got his teammate Jordan Babel. Battle, sorry. Also from Alabama, he's six foot one, two hundred six pounds, and he's like a leader. Like he's gonna lead a team. He's gonna be like the vocal point of the team. And he's just a football player. Like, you know, when you watch tape on someone, he doesn't do anything crazy, but he's just a football player. Like, he just... Dog. He just makes the plays. At number two, I got Kelly Ringo out of Georgia. He's six foot two, 210 pounds, and he is quick. I mean, this man is quick. I don't remember his 40 time off the top of my head, but I think he ran the fastest 40 for the corners. Man was quick. He had four interceptions last year. At number five, uh, sorry, at number one, we got Christian Gonzalez. Who would have seen that one come? Out of Oregon, baby. Four interceptions, six foot two, 200 pounds. And the reason why I put him here, because he can actually play every position. Like he can play slot, corner, he can play the nickel, he can play safety, he can play strong safety, he can be on an island. I think he's the most universal, like good corner. I liked him last year when he played for Colorado before he transferred to Oregon. Of course, it helps a little bit, you know, you pay for Oregon, you know, go Ducks, baby. But, yeah, I got him at number one. Great job so far, Trump. You know, I really appreciate it. Fans probably fucking hate this episode because what we're doing is talk about football. But up next, you're going to bring us the linebackers position. Let's hear the, your top five for the linebackers position for this draft. All right, so starting at number five, I got Noah Sewell, or Sewell, one of those two, out of Oregon. His cousin, Panay Sewell, is actually a left tackle for the Lions, and he was like a top five pick a couple years ago. But anyways, he's six foot three, 250 pounds. He's kind of a freak athlete. Like, his combine doesn't really show, but if you watch tape on him, he actually gets sideline side to sideline very well. He had 114 tackles in 2021. Kind of have a down year last year, but Oregon's kind of a shit show anyways. So, number five is where I'll have him. At number four, I have Henry Tototo out of Alabama. You know, you just can never go wrong with those Alabama linebackers. They do great every year. They're kind of hit and miss in the draft, but I think he's going to be one of those ones that's a hit. He's six foot two, 228 pounds. And he's actually a really good blitzer too. Like, he's pretty known for making tackles. He's actually a really solid blitzer. 
Then at number three, I got Jack Campbell out of Iowa. He's a big boy, six foot five. Massive man, 243 pounds. But last year he had 125 tackles. And he ran like a 4-6-42, which isn't too bad. NFL is kind of going away from that nowadays, but I think he's got it. At number two, I got Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. And he's just one of those guys who kind of blew up in the combine. I think he'll be a good player, but I think most of his combine is what's getting him drafted right now. But I think he'll do fine. I got DeMarvin Overshown out of Tejas. I think he's really slept on a lot of drafts I've been seeing. He's going like third or fourth round, but I think based off the tape, he's easily the best linebacker. I mean, he plays sideline to sideline every play. He can cover better than any linebacker in this draft. He's six foot five, 229 pounds, and that's a lean. Like, he's not fat at all. He's stacked. And he has the best tape I saw of all the linebackers. So going off that alone, I'm putting on number one. There you have it. I can't believe you put the Oregon boy at five. I'm kind of proud of you for setting that aside. Yeah, I was going to put him higher, but then, you know, I just did more research, and I'm like, eh, eh. So fuck him. Nice. Fuck him is what I say. And now, after all that boring shit, because no one cares about offensive linemen and defense, Trump, you're going to give us our top five for your quarterbacks, all right? I demand it. Let's hear it now. Go. All right. All right. At number five, we got Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. And he's old. He's another one of those old guys who's going to be like older than Lamar Jackson when he gets to the league. He just tore his ACL. But when he was playing for Tennessee, he was, he was, they were winning. They were winning football games, and that's all you could really ask for, really. At number four, I got Will Levis out of Kentucky. And I think he actually isn't bad, but I just think he needs a lot of work. I think he needs a lot of work. And I think that would probably help him out if he goes to a team and sits for a little bit. He's a big boy. Like, he... He looks like he should play in defense end. And he's another guy that I, I've, I've, like, hated on all season. Like, oh, just another Sam Darnold, another Zach Wills, another Mitch Trubisky. Like, we don't need this guy. But I was actually really impressed, like, at his combine. And yeah. Pro day and, yeah. But, yeah, I, like, he looks he looks good. On, I think four combine. is a good spot for him. Yeah. I just think he needs to prove a little bit more. Until he does, I'm leaving him at four. At number three, I got Bryce Young. Fuck you. Out of Alabama. And... I just think he's like another Kyler Murray. I think he won't be bad because Kyler Murray isn't bad, but he's short. He makes good decisions, but I don't know. He's kind of like also like a Tua a little bit. And Tua isn't really that great. Hey, Tua led the NFL in Pro Bowl voting last year, okay? Because he almost died. True. Twice. But I'm going to let you get to your point. I'm going to let you continue, but... I don't know. I don't. I think that, that Tua doesn't deserve as much hate just because he's injured. <laughs> and when he has a good coach and a good offensive around him, he's not terrible. Which is not good because he's a top five pick. But right. Proceed. That's what I'm kind of worried about with with him as well, with Bryce. I think he's going to be like another Tua. But that was probably my hardest one to pick from. And this other one, this man sold me with this combine. Like... At first, I thought, like, oh, he's just an athlete. But now, actually watching him throw, he's making all the throws. He's making all of them. And that's Anthony Richardson out of Florida. He's kind of like Will Levis. He needs some more time. He'll probably need a sit a year. But 
he makes all the plays. Like on the combine, looks beautiful. Beautiful quarterbacking. I think he needs to go to the right system. I think he could be like a Jalen Hurts type player at the read option. And number one, no surprise, the dog, CJ Shroud. And he is probably my highest draft prospect I've ever done. Ever. Higher than Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar. Higher than Lamar. I think he is going to be the one, which is hard for me because Ohio State quarterbacks always look good. Then they kind of suck in the pros, but I think CJ Stroud is unbustable. Whoever gets him will have a first bout Hall of Famer for sure. You heard it here first. That is outrageous. Let's go, baby. See, I, I'm not even going to argue. I, I would put Bryce Young at one, but I cannot blame you at all for putting CJ Stroud at one because that's, you know, a lot of analysts have leaned that way because of his physicality, his size, and his arm talent, athletic ability, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. But you have a player that, quote, needs to sit for a year <laughs> higher than a Heisman Trophy winner and a person who was looked at as one of the best players in college football and the best pro-ready quarterback. You, you have, you have. I know. I, I know. But I'm speechless. He is not one of those players who I think is already at his ceiling. Yeah, I think he's as good as he's gonna get. And he might do. I think he'd probably have his best year, his rookie year. But then I think Tim's just gonna figure him out. I don't think he'll be a bust. I'm not saying he's a bust. No matter where he goes, he'll be a five-year starter for them at least and probably get another contract. But I got to put him at three for now. All right, Trump. Next up, let's hear that wide receiver list that we've been so anxiously waiting to hear. All right. So at number five, I got Rasheed Rice out of SMU. What? Yeah, you know, he's a dog. He's not too bad. I like him. Last year, he had over 1,300 yards and 10 TDs, and he's 6'2", 230 pounds. 203 pounds, sorry, I can't read, but... Dyslexia at his dyslexia finest. Dyslexia at his finest. And yeah, I think he'll be a good, like, slot receiver for the most part, but I think he could probably play on the outside, too. So I got to put my number five right there. At number four, I got Cedric Tillman. He's one of those guys from Tennessee last year who's blowing it up with Hendon Hooker, and he actually got hurt last year. So his stats aren't too fabulous from last season, but in 2021, he had 64 receptions and over 1,000 yards. And I think he'll be a good, like, number one receiver for a lot of teams. So I'm going to put him at number four. At number three, I got Quentin Johnson at a TCU. It's actually pronounced Johnston. Johnston? That's fucking clapped. <laughs> but I noticed he's a lot, of pe- a lot of people's number one receivers in a lot of drafts, but... I think he's good. I think I mean, I mean, obviously, I got him at three, but I don't think he's quite the bee's knees out of nine. You know what I'm saying? There you go. I don't think he's quite there. At number two, I got Jackson Smith, Nabaja, and Jigma. Najigma. Man, I'm these sorry. names are fucked up nowadays, dude. Here's another wide receiver out of Al- uh, out of Ohio State. They always make good wide receivers every year. It seems like so. He's six foot, 196 pounds. I think he's mostly a slot receiver, but I mean, he had 1,600 yards. In 2021, he's hurt most of 2022. Might be a little injury prone, but the, the stats just pop off, dude. Like, obviously, Ohio State's a big passing team, but you gotta put him at least top five. So I put him at number two. At number one, I got Jalen Hawat, dude. What? Hawat. It's Hawat with the H in front of it. Who is this man? He. He's one of those guys. At one time, I was watching him play against Alabama. He had like four touchdowns. 
against Alabama alone. He's six foot, 180 pounds. He had 1,200 yards last year. He had 15 TDs overall. Ran a 4-4-40. 40 inch vert. Where's he from? Tennessee. Who'd you have at number four? I had uh, Cedric Tillman. From where? Tennessee. What? Yeah, dude. Tennessee had some good wide receivers last year. They just kind of got the injury bug. So, yeah, number one, Jalen Huat. Whoever gets him is going to for sure number one wide receiver, and they're not going to miss out. This is a wide receiver's list like you'll never see out there, folks. This <laughs> shit is different. You don't even have that the USC boy on there. What's his name? Like Jordan yeah. Addison or yeah, something? Yeah, Jordan like Addison that? or that one from North Carolina. Yeah. Nope. This is who I got. This is who I liked. Yeah, a lot of people have Njigba at number one. When I say a lot of people, I should say everybody. And <laughs> yeah, I went to like look for like CJ Stroud highlights and watched like like the tape for House State, and he was just other than Marvin Harrison Jr. for because it's last year, but right. like Njigba was just scoring tutties left and right. So I hope he can stay healthy, healthy to see what he can do. But in this draft, I feel like there's not like that number one playmaker like we're used to with the recent draft classes. Right. A lot of people aren't knowing this Jalen guy. Like, a lot of people are missing out on him, I think. So, I think he is that guy who's going to be the number one. I wonder how to really pronounce his last name. I think it's Watt. All right. Got to really pronounce that. What? What's up, I'll let you continue, Trumpy. All right. So, then I'm going to move on to running backs. And at number five, I got Tank Bigs B out of Auburn. He's kind of a big boy who runs hard. I like him there. So I'm runs like a runs like a tank. Runs like a tank, I guess you could say. Yeah, I guess you could say that. At number four, I got Mohammed Ingram. He's out of Minnesota, and I mostly liked him from a year ago. Just watching his tape, like he ran hard and he ran over guys, and he's pretty injury prone already. So that's why I don't have him. I probably would have him at number one if he actually just didn't get hurt all the time. That was the dude that we watched and he tore his ACL, right? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, I was I was like, who is this guy? And then, yeah, um, hopefully you can stay healthy. Continue, Trump. But yeah, he, he looked like a dog. Yeah. At number three, I got Devon Archie out of Texas A&M. He's one of those speedster guys. Like, he's kind of like a third down back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's pretty quick. I think he'd be a good number three. At number two, I got... Bijan Robinson. What? Out of normal Texas. And I know everyone has that number one. He's the next Saquon Barkley. Holly da da da. But Saquon Barkley is hurt every year. And this man gets carries. Carries. I mean, he had over my number one, who I'll sh- tell you guys shortly. Wonder who it is. Had like 200 more carries last year or 200 more touches. That's insane. Yeah. He had like over 1,900 scrimmage yards, I think, last year, which is. A lot, so he must yeah. be touching the ball every play. Yeah, so he's just bound to get hurt. At number one, I got Jamari Gibbs, mostly because he's kind of like a Christian McCaffrey to me. I think he can do it all. He can catch, he can run, he can be like the number one player for a team. And I don't really think he's that injury prone. That's what I can see. Also, he can adapt his systems. I mean, he played for Georgia Tech, which is a heavy run team, and then he went to Alabama. And learned that system just fine. He was like their best player last year. So. A lot of the times, he was their number one receiver, period. It yeah. Like. Yeah. And I think the way the NFL is shifting, I think you need more people like him. Like He's like an Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey type. And I think that's why he's going to be number one. That's cool. And I like I like that you share your own opinions. I would just put Bajon at number one because 
I'm gonna trust those scouts and the guys who actually get paid to do their fucking job. I'm gonna trust those guys that this guy's gonna be a free, because a lot of people have him as like the third best prospect in the draft. But thanks for your, your running backs list, Trump. What do we got next? Next, we got tight ends, which no one really gives a shit about. This, this tight end class is pretty mediocre at best. So, I'm just gonna give you their names and keep moving on. At number five, I got Darnell Washington, uh, Georgia. I mean, he was the second best tight end on his team last year. So, he can't be too great, but I think he's better than a lot of the tight ends out there. So, I got him at five. At number four, I got Tucker Craft out of North Dakota State, I think they're called North Dakota State. The fucking rabbits, dude. Well, so, South Dakota State are the rabbits. North Dakota State are the bisons. Oh, yeah. So it's South Dakota State. Go rabbits. <laughs> uh, number three, I got Luke Musgrave out of Oregon. Go Beavers. And number two, I got Dalton Kennard out of Utah. And number one, I got Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame. Who gives a shit? Fuck the tight ends. Don't draft them in the first round, anybody. Hey, Dalton Kincaid deserves to be above Michael Maher and at least say his name right. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Fuck these guys. No one, like, no one needs tight ends in the first round. Get him in the third round. They'll be just fine. Yeah. The the Washington guy, the one thing that jumps off is the, his size. It's like six foot seven, massive motherfucker. So <laughs> we'll see how it shakes out. But thanks for that, Trump. And... There you have it, folks. That is the end of Trump's list here. You had it. You heard it here first. The best prospects heading into the 2023 NFL Draft just right around the corner. Thanks for listening, and that's really all we have to talk about today, right, Cold? I think so. Yeah, I think I think we're all done here. All right, folks. Well, uh, thanks for just kidding. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. Tara's Opinions! The NBA is overrated and not entertaining anymore. True that. That's fair. Won't get get any arguments from me here. Yeah, NBA playoffs are underway. We all know that NBA is pretty soft nowadays. And but love to watch it just because I love the sport of basketball. But really, that's that's all we have for today, folks. Oh my God! That is it snowing outside again? Wow, it's chilly in here. It is chilly. That's that was that's an ice cold bush light, baby. Ooh, that's a sweet, sweet sound of an ice cold bush light. And you guess it, folks. That's the end of the episode. Don't be scared to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And well, TikTok's probably gonna be banned, you know, here soon. So fuck them. But help us out. Show brothers some love. And we are out of here. Deuces, y'all.